0: I'm Italian by ejaculation. You know how in dogs, when they have sex, they absorb some of the genes of the other breed for a couple cycles? That's how I'm Italian. (laughs) Kayla, can I explain this? (laughs) Please. Please.
1: to the Love and Comedy Podcast, where two stand-up comics talk pursuing love while pursuing a career in stand-up comedy. Twist! Your comedian hosts happen to be married. I'm one of your hosts, Aurora Singh,
2: And I'm your other host, Drew Schaefer. <laughs> and our topic for today is festivals. Whoa, Whoa, cool. Coachella! Yeah. yeah! No. Oh my god. No. <laughs> Burning Man. No, not that one. No, we're talking comedy festivals. Should you do them? When should you do them? Which ones are worth it? There's so much to cover.
1: Yes. And to help us answer some of these questions that we've gotten about festivals, we have Morgan Gallo with us. Woo! Yeah. Morgan started doing festivals. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan started doing festivals a year ago, and it has helped her a lot in her career. So we thought, who better to come on and talk about if festivals are worth it or not than someone who's taken advantage of them and use them, you know, to... Push her forward. So yeah. um I put in a note in here to say your credits, but I didn't put any credits.
0: That's awesome. So. Thank you so much. What a beautiful introduction. <laughs> I feel so well taken care of on this podcast already. <laughs> You've um, seen
2: her at Big Pine Comedy Festival. Yes. Sacktown Comedy Get Down. What was it? Riot?
0: Yeah, so, Riot Comedy Festival. Riot
1: Comedy Festival. She was killing it all over Florida. And then she was like, I gotta get out of this shit. <laughs> and she just recently moved to denver and she's gonna start killing it there um you open for jeff ross mm-hmm. um and you're gonna go on tour in the fall with Morgan j yeah man yeah That's so those incredible. are pretty good credits i didn't write cre- i didn't write the also credits my but own podcast oh um yes <laughs> and she has her own podcast called let's fight about it which we will let you know um we'll just tell them right now where did it like where where is it what is it
0: Let's fight about it is a game show fighting style podcast that you can find um, anywhere you stream podcasts. We also have video episodes available on Spotify and YouTube.
1: Ooh, okay, go check it out. Yes. Um, but let's get started.
2: <laughs> okay, so before we can dive into love and comedy, and <laughs> before Aurora cries, the rest of the podcast, uh, Morgan, tell us what's your relationship status.
0: I am currently in a committed relationship. Ooh, Ooh. scandalous.
2: (laughs) And how long have you guys been together?
0: Uh, We just hit like seven months, I think. Nice. So cute. That's
2: adorable. Have you guys moved in together yet?
1: No.
0: Okay. (laughs) No.
2: I was like, we. No, they're taking it
1: slow and they're taking it smart. That's what I say.
2: Yes. We moved in way too quick. It was like seven months for us, wasn't it? You think it was
1: too quick? I like think nine it was months? just enough I mean, time. we're
2: married, but yeah, I was like, we were just like, we can't afford rent. Let's just move in together.
1: Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Two broke Look, fools fall in love and then you move in because you want to save money on yep. rent.
2: Remember, I was looking at the apartment right below yours and I was like, why would I rent the unit right below you if we're? J- I'm just going to be in your apartment all the time?
0: Right. So, all right. Back to Morgan.
2: Sorry. <laughs> back to Morgan. So you guys have been together seven months and what does he do?
0: He is a photographer. Ooh. And what does he photograph? Comedy. Actually, let me retract what? that. He is the he is the owner CEO of his own company Dude IDK Creative. That's what Damn. his official job title is. His photography is just one of the many things he does. So, what are some of the other things he does? He does videography, he does social media consulting and content creation for several brands and he helps produce a few comedy shows.
2: That's so cool.
1: So he's a mover, groover, shaker, and he f- photographs and films all of all of the things that he does, basically. Yeah. And he can help comics find, um, you know, their brand a little bit, you know, take pictures yeah. of them, build their brand up, give them a space to grow and develop. I mean, it sounds like a good guy to me. Yeah, I yeah, think so. He's pretty cool.
0: And you found a little catch.
1: I did. Aww. I caught him.
0: Yeah, I was in the outfield. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's like waiting for the ball. It was like in the sun. Yeah. She lost track of it for a second. Yeah. yeah. And how did you guys meet?
0: I did a comedy show last year in my hometown, Boulder, Colorado, and he was photographing that uh, show, and then we kind of chatted a little bit, we DM'd a little bit afterwards, and what he likes to say is he got drunk and high at a Red Chili Peppers concert, and then uh, DM'd me his phone number, and we've been texting and talking. Wow, yeah. hot. That's I hot. like that scandalous. That's yeah,
2: we was, like it. He was looking for some Californication. Oh, because Red Hot Chili Peppers.
0: Oh, it's Red Hot. I said Red Chili Peppers. Didn't <laughs> I? Like Is a it? fucking? Loser. I don't know. Do I know their songs?
2: No, I don't. I don't think you do. You
0: have to know at least. You have to know some of their songs. Maybe yeah. one just like a classic, like just sing Under one the right Bridge.
2: Now. Like, don't they have the one? I don't ever wanna feel Like, like
0: I did that day <laughs> when in the days I
1: love Take me on the way yeah, I think I know that one. They're like the Foo Fighters, but <laughs> different. What well, about
0: Harmony, though? Yeah, that was
1: pretty good. That I'm not actually, even a singer, and I, I was just letting over. you guys do it because it just sounded good, you That's, know?
2: Yeah, we're gonna have to pay for the copyright to that song. They're oh gonna shit! Us. No, no, no. <laughs> just because we hit the notes beautifully doesn't mean that the copyright's gonna Move catch under 30
0: us. Thirty seconds, it's fine.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. There you go. <laughs> Loopholes.
2: Yes, we got them. That's so cool. Like that, he would just was photographer, like the photographer. For, for he it. was
1: photographing.
2: He was photographing. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I got a bunch of pictures of you. Can I keep some? Like you're so pretty. He and you're did. Like, he yes. did admit
0: to me. He did admit to me that like after that show, he spent way longer looking at my photos than any of the other comics. Hell yeah. And he sent me. Oh like, yeah, he did. Photos. Like he sent me a lot of photos from the night. And he also offered to do headshots. So like hell yeah. Nice. It was fun.
1: God, I just thought of so many sexual puns. Me too. <laughs> and
0: I just need to stop it. Yeah, stop.
2: <laughs> no, that's so cool. And so he saw you do comedy then.
0: Yeah, he met me as a comedian.
2: That's that's cool. And he thought you were funny. He like was yeah, super into it. Yeah, yes. he did.
0: I don't know if he was super into it, but I think he thinks I'm funny. Yeah. Good.
2: I, yeah. That didn't did I come across wrong? I was like,
1: he thinks you're funny. Is he? Oh. Well, what did he say when he like first like when he first approached you? Was well, he like, didn't, oh, good set or he like didn't,
0: like approach me like we I went into the venue. I met everyone kind of sitting in the back like the other comics, you know, give everyone a high five, just kind of like, hey, I'm Morgan I'm from Florida, whatever. And then after my set, he did come up and give me a high five and was like, good set. Like, that was really good. You know, so that was cool. Aww. Yeah,
1: that's really cute.
0: Yeah. I like
2: That, that initiating f- physical contact.
0: Okay,
1: we don't need Stage to like, break it the... down. <laughs> it's like not that serious. I don't think it's that A-roaring serious. And he also
0: watched me like wolf down a falafel sandwich and he will never let me forget it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> He's always like, I knew when I watched you body that sandwich that you were the one. Like, thanks, dude. Appreciate
2: it.
1: Oh, I love that.
2: Yeah. Uh, so our final background question. You travel a lot for comedy. What's been your favorite city to do comedy in and why?
0: Oh, that's such a hard question. It is. And
2: there's going to be like a hundred cities that are like, she didn't say us.
0: No, I, there's just like, it's hard to know what city is the best because I think like there's been, I've had a lot of really fun shows that I've done that are a part of like a festival or something. Like I will say I had a really fun time in Cleveland. Cleveland was really fun, which is not one that you would think of really. But it, I was part of the of, of a festival, so it was like just why really well why put what together. what
1: made it fun? What was the, was it? The people? Was it the venue? Were they just like a hot crowd? Every crowd? Like what was it? It was
0: kind of a mix of everything. We had a lot of shows that were marketed really well. Like they weren't just you know how sometimes you go to a festival. I know we'll get into this later, but sometimes you go to a festival and it's like they just book a bunch of shows. And they don't really, like, take the time to make each show unique. Cleveland had this really great one where it was, like, a women in wine show. Where it was, like, women and everyone got wine. And then there was one where it was, like, um, a another female show that was, like, not a wine night, but something else. Like, where it was, like, kind of, like, marketed towards, like, women. Like, a girls night out type thing. And then there was another one that was... Uh, part of the big kind of music hall and there was like bigger headliners so i don't know they just did a really good job of making each individual show work
1: okay cool so they so they put in time in to make sure that they had actual people there yeah because how many times have we been to a festival and then there's no one there and you're like "Uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) i spent
0: four hundred dollars to fly here yeah
1: and six hundred dollars for the hotel this is so worth my time and money. yeah
2: I did one where, yeah, nobody showed up to one of the shows, just the comedians. So it was like the comedians were like, this is a workshop now. And I was like, all right, I guess I spent all this money to workshop. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. OK,
1: we'll get into it for sure. <laughs> um We have some questions about love, obviously, because that's part of our podcast. Wait, what is this podcast called? I feel like I am drunk right now. I'm so You're tired. Drunk? Yeah, I know. Okay, what do you let guys me get, do it. Costco. Let me today? get my life together for a second. Let me get my life together. All right, Morgan, we're gonna talk about. <laughs> how do I usually start Hi, this Morgan. section? What do we usually say when I start this section? Okay, I love love. Okay, well, we love love, and we love you, and you love your man and comedy. <laughs> gross what a disgusting wow could you
2: imagine if they had never said love before you're over here you guys are so in love clearly
1: (laughs) so we want to know what was your first date like with your boyfriend can we say his name sure his name's nick how was your first date with nick
0: (laughs) Um, and what was it you know what we had a, a very unconventional uh first part of our relationship because we were long distance so he lived in denver and i lived in orlando for the first honestly like six kind of seven months of our relationship um so our first date was honestly him coming to florida for a few days we had like a month of talking before that where he and i would facetime we would call each other uh, obviously I came here, like I was traveling for comedy and I was texting him, we were talking and then he came down to Florida. I picked him up from the airport. And the first thing we did was go to Chili's
1: <laughs> yes.
0: dude, Chili's. like don't, don't shit on Chili's Chili's is but amazing. I will say, so I tried to sell him on Chili's like, I, cause he had never been. So I was like, Oh my God, Chipotle chicken crispers, chips and salsa, lo- molten lava cake, margaritas. Yes. And we got there worst chili's experience i've ever had the food was disgusting no. it came out kind of cold it took literally an hour like it was it took way too long it was not good at all i felt
1: so stupid it should never take an hour at Chili's. everything is pre-made you just put it in the microwave i know i know that's what was disgusting the margaritas are probably pre-made too they probably just pour it in there that's ridiculous did
2: you ever see the video that went viral at the start of the pandemic the margarita mix oh my god it's like they make it in 10 gallon buckets and they just pre-mix
1: yeah, ten gallons of margarita of at
2: one time. It's like ugh.
1: it's like a frat party in the in that kitchen. Yeah,
2: it, it really literally is. looks like. And yeah. you know
0: what's sad is like like they used to have like nice dinnerware and like silverware. You got like a nice like white like hot plate. You know what I mean. And now everything is on a tray with a piece of parchment paper, like you're at the fucking cafeteria oh my at SeaWorld, gosh. and they give you yeah. plastic. Because of COVID, like COVID messed everything up. Now they don't want to wash that. Like, so they just give you stuff to throw away. Everything's plastic now. It's not a fun dining experience.
1: Chili's. ugh. Okay, So you took Nick to this horrible Chili's experience, which is so disappointing and not your fault. Like, that's just heartbreaking. (laughs) And then what and then what you guys do? So your first your first date was, in a sense, a trip together.
0: So did he stay with you? Yeah. So he stayed with me for a few nights and um, we went to Universal. Because he had never been, I had never been, I was living, that was like, I was kind of newer to Orlando, I moved from another shitty city in Florida, (laughs) and uh, yeah, I, we went to Universal, it was like three days, it was super quick, Um, but it was really fun, like it was just such a fun trip. And you guys like um, bonded, and like, there wasn't any like weirdness? No, I mean we, again, we had been talking for like, god, 5 weeks like literally every day texting every day talking on the phone just learning about each other obviously like you know he knew that I was a comic I knew that what he did and just um got to know each other a lot before we even kind of met up again in person and it just was really seamless it's and so cool yeah it is really
1: cool cuz it's it's like such a risk to be like hey we've been talking for a while you should like come out here and hang out
0: with me. you know what's so funny is um the first like maybe few days that we were talking he bought a ticket to florida like within like a few days of us talking and i was really nervous because i'm like i don't know this guy i don't know what he (laughs) wants what if he just wants to come and hook up and i don't know and it was very clear early on that he was very committed and and wanted to be with me and that made me feel really good and he he had a few slip-ups where he would call himself my boyfriend like (gasps) over the phone like a few weeks after talking and I was like what was that and he's like (laughs) "Uh, never mind and it was really cute it was really awesome so I wasn't nervous
1: what was it about him that like made you kind of like open up that way like be comfortable with having a guy buy a ticket and maybe sometimes call you His girlfriend slash he called himself your boyfriend.
0: Mm. You know, he's just like... He's just like such an open and honest person. And I could tell that he wasn't trying to be anything. Like, I think a lot of the times dating is really hard nowadays because there's like a facade that people put on and especially around comedians. I mean, you guys know that like, I think people try to be funny around comedians. They try to be cool. And he's worked in the comedy industry far longer than I have. So he's very used to being around people that are weird like us and just (laughs) do, you know, have weird shit going on. But, um, I don't know. I think he was really open and honest with me from the beginning. And I just wanted to get to know him for him without any judgment. And, There were some things in my life that I needed him to know before he, you know, came to be with me. And he was very, like, accepting of all of those things before he even stepped foot in my apartment, you know. So it was really easy.
1: Do you think it works because he's not a comedian, but he's just in the industry?
0: Yeah, I think having someone that knows so much about comedy and the business of comedy completely changes the dynamic of the relationship because not only does he understand the weird hours and the pressure and just the social media bullshit that you go through as a comic, mm. but he also really encourages me to be, you know, more, like, out there with my comedy or, you know, he encourages... He's not the kind of guy that's like, don't talk about me on stage. Like, something will happen and he'll be like, you have to write about that. You know what oh. I mean? So it's, it's just really refreshing to be with someone that's so supportive and is also a creative person because he inspires me a lot to be more creative and to be better myself. And I have so much to learn from him in terms of just like his confidence and what his work that it, it just, it works super well.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like he's like a really confident guy because it takes like a confident partner and person to be like, Oh yeah, you can talk about me. I don't take it personal. It's like not about me. It won't bruise my ego yeah exactly yeah. yeah
2: and so he's like totally at this point understanding of hey I'm going to be on the road I'm going to be doing festivals I'm going to do all this stuff he's like fully yeah. on board because yeah. he sees what it you know what it takes
1: mm-hmm. yeah he respects the hustle yeah a hundred percent so but so do you guys work together on anything on any project shows we have like
0: that? we have in the past I think now that we're living in the same city we will a lot more um, and let's be clear Morgan did not move
1: to Denver to be with her <laughs> boyfriend. Let's make that crystal clear. It was, that was just not a bonus. the bonus. Yes.
0: I am originally from Colorado, and I lived in Florida for like four and a half years. I followed a job out there, and then I found comedy out there. So for me, moving back was more about being in a bigger comedy scene and being in a state where... I mean, if I'm being totally honest, a state that respects women and our rights. and Yeah,
1: just like a little bit more than Florida. <laughs>
0: yeah, just like, you know, not just giving out guns on the side of the road. Like, I just wanted to be in a place like that. And the fact that he lived there was a complete added bonus. So it really worked out. I mean, Denver's
1: a great city to move to, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But I did want to clarify that. But anyway, so you guys um, work together on some projects. How is that? How do you guys balance it? And how do you, like, not get in each other's space? because he's he's, like not a comic so if you're working on something if he puts an input how do you do you ever like take it personal and you're like
0: you don't even know what you're talking about yeah Um. we've had like we've had some like fun like I guess writing sessions where you know he'll talk to me about like you should say this or maybe instead of doing this kind of joke you should do this and at first I think I was a little apprehensive because obviously like when you're a comic you're kind of you know, you own your jokes and you want them to be good and getting feedback can be kind of harsh sometimes. Mm. But it also was just, like, fun for me to see him have input at all because he watches comedy kind of for a living. I mean, he does so much work for comedians and for clubs and does it so well that he's around a lot of really high-level talented comedians, so I trust what he has to say. Um, But it'll be interesting for sure to kind of see, like, over the next... You know, a few months or this year where our relationship goes in terms of business, I think it's definitely easy with him. I don't, I've never, I've never felt like scared or worried about being in business together or being a part of his company because I know that he is a very like ethical businessman and wants to, his thing is like the comics come first. You know what I mean? And the creative part comes first. He's not about like, the bullshit that happens in the scene or whatever like he's he's very good at separating kind of personal from business i can't wait to meet nick
2: i know he sounds so mature and healthy and like he is he's
0: like five years older than me which is fucking great yes zaddy yes
1: (laughs) zaddy Mm -mm. (laughs) the value
2: of years of maturity Ah, he's older
1: than we are oh is he yeah he just turned 33 oh wow yeah He's an old I man. guess the next
2: year I am gonna get mature, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully,
1: oh man, Hopefully. fingers crossed, man. Yep. <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> um, there was another question I had, and I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, um, have you have you like since starting stand up? Have you dated someone who is not a comedian or someone in the industry, and how does that compare?
0: If you have someone if you that's have in the industry or not in the industry, have you dated someone
1: who is just like a normal?
0: <laughs> <laughs> since uh, since starting stand up, I haven't really dated anyone. No, I mean I've had like kind of flirtations, or you know, but not. I've never. I haven't been like in a relationship with someone that was not in the industry since I started stand up.
1: Do you think that's on purpose, or do you think that just like ha- like that just happened?
0: Um, I think it just happened. I mean, I did date a comedian for a very short period of time, and um. You know, it was great while it lasted. It didn't end the way that I wanted it to. And it kind of wasn't super fun once it ended. But um, I think like, I don't know. I think when I got into stand-up, to be honest, I was so into stand-up that I wasn't really focused on dating anyone. Like, I wasn't really thinking about trying to date someone. Because the other thing, too, is like, there were times when you know, I would like be going out and going to mics. And even my friends were like, why are you going every single night? Like, they don't understand like that going to an open mic is what we have to do to practice. They think that I'm just like an attention whore and that I'm just going to a (laughs) bar because I want people to laugh at me.
1: Well, that is also, I mean, we are all attention whores a little little bit. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I
0: never, I don't know. I just, I didn't really have any interest in anyone like... And it, it just kind of, it didn't feel right. Like, it felt like I wanted to focus on my career, so to speak.
1: You felt like someone who wasn't in the industry or a comedian wouldn't fully
0: understand,
1: the like, wasn't the grind. It so was
0: that. It was just like, like, I just kind of let whatever happened happen. Like, I wasn't seeking anyone. No one was really seeking me. Again, like I said, like, I had a stint of a very short relationship, and it kind of just taught me, like... I don't really want to be with a comic. Like I love that Nick is comic adjacent mm-hmm. because he gets it, but he's also not like you know doing his own shows and doing his own thing. Like he has his own business that he's very passionate about, and that's more attractive to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love it. I can't wait to meet you, Nick. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a big old hug and a kiss.
0: I'm gonna send Oops. this episode to him as soon as, <laughs> as <well.
1: laughs> Don't overthink it, babe. Is he tall?
0: Yeah, he's like feet. Oh, my God. He's oh, for so Aurora, that's short. Yeah,
2: I was like, for Aurora, that's oh, short. Thank okay. goodness. Well,
0: Aurora's also 7 feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Ooh, let's go.
0: <laughs>
1: okay.
2: Let's
0: fucking go, guys!
2: All right, and we're back. Did you Ooh.
0: hit your teeth on the fucking wine bottle? Ouch. You drunk bitch. I hope that got
2: recorded. I hope the audio picked that up on that. Aurora's drinking, so we are clearly... Just now moving
0: started. On.
1: Just now started. I know it feels like I started months ago this morning. <laughs> All righty.
2: <laughs> All right. Let's move on to comedy uh, because you are a well-established comedian. You're traveling. You're doing oh, a ton thanks. of festivals.
1: Oh my gosh. Morgan is the coolest.
2: She okay. is. <laughs> let's calm down. Let's.
0: Yeah. Let's... <laughs> let's not blow smoke up my ass. <laughs> sorry,
2: sorry, sorry. She's so excited. Sorry. So let's start with the basics. What festivals have you done? I know we sort of introed it, but were there any we missed? What have you done?
0: Um. I did the Ladies Room Comedy Festival in New York City, the Rubber City Comedy Festival in Akron, Ohio, Big Pine Comedy Festival in San Diego. Which was your favorite? Because that's where we met. That's where I met these losers. (laughs) Uh, And then I did the Sacktown Comedy Get Down in Sacramento, I did the Cleveland Comedy Festival in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and then I did the Riot Comedy Festival in Houston, Texas. Nice.
1: How was the one? The first one you said it was a woman's one. Mm-hmm. Where was that
0: one at? That was at the broad the Broadway Comedy Club in New York City. How was that? I haven't. I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah, I. I, I could be wrong, but I think it was like newer. Um, it was a contest festival, and it was my very first one. Um. I got to do 5 minutes at the Broadway Comedy Club which was really cool. Um I'm not a huge fan of contest festivals. I don't do them anymore. Um but I think for my first one like it was it was fun and I got to bring a friend and like do the festival and it was cool to be in New York. That's super cool. Oh, yeah. that is
1: really cool. You got to bring a friend just to like hang out with? Yeah. Okay, nice.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So you've done quite a
2: few. So uh one of our listeners slash watchers viewers mm. I, why am i not remembering <laughs> nouns Maybe today a watcher, yeah. yeah viewer listener uh sam bear uh who produces great shows down in santa barbara awesome um so she asks festivals are they worth it what do you think morgan
0: uh, yeah i mean I, I first answer off the bat is yes uh Obviously, it depends on what your goals are. It depends on Aurora's fucking chugging this wine like there's no tomorrow. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, I, I think like, you know, festivals are intimidating for sure. When you first start to get into them, it's kind of a lot to, you know, spend money, submit a tape, understand like, you know, getting there, meeting other comedians, whether it's a competition or not. There's always kind of a lot of like either pressure or camaraderie or whatever it is so I think they're worth it I've gotten a lot out of almost every single one I've done I always feel like it's money well spent and it's time well spent so yeah
1: um and let's clarify too so when you say it because not all of our listeners are in the industry so when you say it costs money um that you're talking about admission fees submission fees right yeah and yeah. travel
0: so you most festivals you have to pay anywhere from 20 to 40 bucks to submit a tape and then you submit your tape it's usually 5 to 7 minutes they review your tape if you get in you're in and then you're also responsible for traveling there and lodging mm-hmm. there are some festivals that do have stipends for lodging or they have discounts a lot of them do discounts with like hotel partners um, but the majority of the time, unless you're asked to headline the festival, if you're like a nationally touring comedian, usually the people who are submitted and accepted into the festival, you have to pay your way to be there.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it does definitely cost money. Um, so what are some of the benefits to doing festivals to make it worth that money?
0: I think the biggest and maybe the most obvious benefit is networking, um, Because when you're not from that area, you're obviously putting your name out to a completely new and different market that you haven't reached before. So, I mean, even just being here with you guys, like we met at Big Pine. And because of that, I got to then do Sacktown Comedy Get Down and do shows in Sacramento. And then, you know, Aurora and I set up shows in the Bay. So it's nice to meet other comics that are at the same level as you, whether it's, you know, a few years in. Um, to 10 years in, who are just working on their craft and getting to showcase in front of industry. I think the other benefit, obviously, is that industry part where not only are you meeting other comics, but you're meeting bookers and you're meeting people who actually have you know stakes in the industry or agents or people who are looking for up and coming comics. Um, yeah, I think those are two really good benefits. Yeah, definitely.
1: I think those are all really good points because, um, (laughs) <laughs> when we met at Big Pine, I feel like the whole festival felt kind of felt like summer camp. Oh, for sure. Like we had That was s-
0: such a fun festival. It
1: was so much fun. Like we had the best time, but at the same time because we were in such a good festival that had a lot of great industry, we had to manage the summer camp vibe with also being professional. Mm-hmm. And like when you go to these festivals like you said it's a great opportunity to network, but all of that networking means nothing if you're a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> you know yeah. like if you're just yeah. like if you're a bad
1: hang if you don't show up on time so it's like it's a really good opportunity for for people to go to a festival Like, take in the industry, have them see you start building a, like, natural rapport and connection Mm -hmm, with these people. mm -hmm. So that way, when you, for example, like, you come out here and you're doing shows, you know, you can stay with us because we connected and networked. But you're working with another comedian who was in industry at the festival, and now you already have that bond. Yeah. And they could vouch for you for another show that's in the area. Exactly, And you just, like, build and build from there. It becomes... it it not only are you networking it's like it literally creates a network yeah of of comedians yeah Yeah,
2: it's so nice the first one I ever did was in the middle of nowhere Indiana but it's like I met so many cool people that have like been like oh hey if you're ever in this area do this oh if you're ever here do this and so it's like you meet people who will hook you up for sure and like getting to stay with comedians when you're in a different town or they'll go out of their way to help you with things it's just it's so much nicer
1: Morgan, I want to hear your thoughts on this because you you just started doing festivals. How long ago? A year ago. A year ago, and or
0: maybe a year and a half.
1: And it's like tremendously like helped your career, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because of like the networking and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and just exposure. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, right, what? right. <laughs> but um, I like to explain it to. I like to explain festivals to people who don't understand them. In a way that's like when you're an athlete in high school and you're trying to get scouted for college, or you're an artist and and you're trying to get you know more exposure out there. Um, a festival, in my opinion, is like a tournament. It's like it's like a chance for you to go and, you know, compete like you started in a competition uh, festival or it's a chance to just showcase and Mm -hmm. just and Mm -hmm. just play your sport and just go out there and do your thing and meet people. And like, what do you would you agree with that? Yeah. 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 Nice. great <laughs> was that a question was, it, I was like to... a, it was like a question but also just like a. I guess it's just like a point because I just want to get your because because you did you've done festivals this past year and a half and I feel like your career has really like boosted from it and I feel like yeah I feel like you took advantage of the opportunities in front of you because there's so many comedians who go to festivals and they just they just beat themselves into you know a what, hole you know they just don't insane, do
0: it and I, I think we talked about this at big pine is like so a festival is anywhere from maybe like two to five days max right like it's kind of a short average, period of yeah. time yeah. yeah it's usually it's usually starts on like a wednesday or thursday you go through the weekend sunday's like a fun closing night you have a party it's whatever there there are so many comics that and this is when I say comics, I'm talking about people that are in the festival that submitted, not the people that they bring into headline, But like people who are like you pay to be there. They don't go to the events that the festival sponsors and they don't see the festival through the end. And I think there's a lot to be said about, like, when you pay to go somewhere, if there are industry people or if there are, you know, managers or even the people that are working the club that's hosting the festival, you should be there every moment that you have. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, if you can't make a panel or if they're doing something that you're like, oh, I'm really tired. And like, you know, you can make you can make your time. But I think if you are going to a festival and you are paying to be there, you do yourself a disservice if you don't stay all the way through and then bond with the people. Because it's not all business, even though there's a lot of business to it. You should also just be bonding with these people just to let them get to know you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely
2: that's a great point it's like because if you just do the festival and do the shows with them and you're n- at none of the other events it's like then it's just like being a co-worker and yeah. it's just like oh yeah no i know morgan like we've done shows together whatever but it's when you do that like we went bowling we went right. to the theme park like right. it's like those moments are what bonds you and make you like know the person and not just like a coworker. it's like an actual friendship starts yeah to and i think
0: industry they don't like feeling like every transaction you have with them is a business transaction yeah. like they don't want to feel like you're just talking them to get stage time or to get something from them they are also people mm-hmm. and they also want to get to know you because if they're going to book you they're going to have to spend a weekend with you at their club yeah. so they want to know that you're a nice person that part like imagine hosting someone
1: at your house all weekend and they're there to clean your house and it's and like they don't, oh, even they don't talk to dresser. you yeah, yeah. <laughs> could you imagine inside joke morgan's been here all freaking week and hasn't put my dresser together i'm pissed <laughs> she just took her dresser out of the box
0: and put it on the living room floor and expected it to magically materialize <laughs> friday
1: night i come home i'm like uh why is my dresser not put together (laughs) (laughs) but it's so true because it's like imagine you like hire someone to fix something in your house and then all they do is show up they don't talk to you they just start working on things and they leave it's like uncomfortable and weird yeah you know so you if the booker is going to be working with you for two three days out of the week they want to know that they feel comfortable if something goes wrong they can text you or call you they can sure they can work with you like you know to make the show great
2: I think for me, yeah, when I first started comedy, I was like, oh, my God, it has to be so serious. And I, if I'm just funny, it won't matter how I am with the bookers. Like, they're, yeah. they're just a business and they're just booking the funniest person. It's like, no, there's so much more to it. It's, yeah, you have to be somebody they want to work with and you have to treat them like a person. Like, there's yeah. a booker. As soon as I stopped responding, like, super seriously and was just, like, making fun of him when he would hit me up for shows, like that's when the relationship changed and I started Mm -hmm. getting booked for more shows because it wasn't Mm -hmm. like, hey, Drew, can you do a show? And then me be like, yes, please. It was like, oh, really? You're going to ask me for that weekend and like tease them? It it changed the whole game. So that's yeah, I love it.
1: I think that's really good, Morgan. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good insight, honestly, because I because I've also been to um, festivals where I've heard comics go, well, this is lame. Like none of the industry is talking to me and I are, or, or, or after the festival, they'll be like, I didn't get anything out of that festival. And it was a lame festival. and It was a waste of my time. And I'm like, yeah. well then what
0: did, what did, what did you do during the there festival? There are festivals that you have to be aware of? There are festivals that and let's talk about that. There are festivals that are money grabs. There are festivals that people put on in their hometown because they're on a power trip. Um, And those festivals you probably won't hear about unless you stumble upon them. They're not, like, well-known. A lot of the time, you know, I've submitted to a few festivals uh, where, you know, you get in and then you look at the schedule and you realize that they need you more than you need them. And they're just bringing in a bunch of comedians because they're trying to make money off of having comedians in a town that you've never heard of. And, and like comedy is for everyone. Everyone deserves to laugh and have a good time. Um, But if it's not worth your time, then don't do it. It's okay to say no. Even after you've spent money to submit, I've said no to a few festivals now after I kind of realized like, you You both did. You both did earlier this year. I remember. And and thank goodness you guys
1: talked about it because that's part of the network is like you hear about a festival. Luckily, you know, there's networks of comedians. Hey, have you heard about this?
0: What's your opinion on it? And you guys can discuss and, you know, Right. Yeah, it's a a bummer, but, you know, it happens. And there are a lot of really well-intentioned people out there that, you know, festivals are a lot. Putting on a festival is incredibly stressful. It's incredibly expensive. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of people to think about. So you can't, sometimes you can't blame the organizers for not being able to pull off something great. But again, if it's not worth your time, you don't have to feel guilty about not going. Exactly. Yeah, it's not your fault. Yeah.
1: Okay, so my my question then would be when you're first starting out in stand up, how do you determine what festivals are worth your time and money and what aren't? That's a good question. And I'll explain a little bit for our listeners. Um in the industry, there are different levels of festivals, which we can talk about on a different episode and get really into it. But there's top tier uh, festivals, which would be like Netflix is a joke, right? Most of the time, you have to be invited. That's like TV yeah. sponsored. Or JFL, J- Just for Laughs in Montreal, is the number one fest comedy festival in the world. It is very difficult to get into. Then there are festivals um, that are more local, like Morgan was talking about. We would call those maybe D, D level, yeah, D level fest- yeah, yeah. festivals um and now you're a new comedian and you're wanting to get your name out there and you want to start building a network and meeting other comedians how do you determine uh, as yourself or you can give advice what festival is the best one to apply to how can you tell
0: yeah um when I first started applying I just applied (laughs) Uh, willy-nilly and to be honest like when you're starting out like that's kind of what you have to do I think like don't ex- don't set expectations for yourself that you're going to be getting into like these crazy big festivals that only accept 20 comedians. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's again like like comedies for everyone. Like it's OK to do the little local rinky dink festivals like those sometimes are the most fun. Obviously, like if it's a rip off, don't do it. But um I just started applying. I just started seeing lists of comedy festivals and I would look at like the city it's in. And if it was in a city that I felt like, okay, it's big enough. They must have, you know, at least a comedy scene. I would just apply. Obviously, I got rejected from a ton. I still get rejected. I've gotten rejected from more festivals this year than I did ever because I'm applying to more. But um, the other thing I do is I look at their website and something that's a red flag to me. People might disagree with this, but something that's a red flag to me is if a comedy festival just has the submission form and then like nothing else. And they don't tell you what you're going to get out of it. They don't tell you any of the industry that'll be there. They don't tell you what kinds of shows it is. Because that to me feels like they're just they need you more than you need them. I, I love the festivals that have a really well built out website where they have archives of you can see the past headliners, the past photos, the past winners of Best of Fest you know past schedules and you can kind of get a sense of like okay if I submit how much stage time am I going to be getting um I'm not a fan of comedy festivals that say it's a festival and then they give you one five minute set and they kind of just expect you to be happy with that I get that that is there are a lot of festivals like that it's just not something that I would like to do because if I'm going to spend my money to travel to your city I want to know like what potential opportunities might I have if there is industry there who are they representing, and where? What can I do with that? I think, I think sometimes that's forgotten a lot because there are a lot of festival organizers that they're like, "Oh, if I'm putting you on a festival, you should just be grateful that you're on it." And I get that. I mean, depending on who you are, I'm sure there there are some festivals that are so big that like, yeah, they don't need to tell you what they're doing because just getting in is an honor at all. But the majority of them are not like that. Yeah. So. I think looking at their website and also word of mouth, if I now that I'm in the circuit a little more, there are some comics I know that do have do have a lot of festival credits. And I will ask them, hey, I saw you did this last year. Was it worth it? Should I go? They're like, yes, no, whatever. And then I go off that. That's cool. I love that answer.
2: Yeah, I've seen some festivals where you like look at it and you see like the lineups, and you're like, okay, I've never heard of any of these people, and I've been getting around. Like, is this just a bunch of people booking their friends and two or three out of towners? And I'm like, skip that one. There's also
0: some festivals that like they just accept everyone that submits, which like I think that there's. I don't know if you would I don't know if you could call that a festival because then what happens is you're just flooding the scene with so many out of town comics who are expecting to get this stage time and have fun. And then how are you going to fill a room with when you have 12 comedians on every show, seven shows for seven nights? You know what I mean? It's just like an unrealistic expectation.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's tough i i like i don't envy producers because like they talk about it when people are like i have to pay even if i don't get accepted it's like yeah because they're going to be working like 300 hours to put oh, together yeah. a festival and make a dollar an hour two yeah. three like they're not making much money unless they know well, what they're in doing the good
0: comedy producers they put the money from the submissions towards the festival and exactly. towards the actual comics yep. instead of pocketing it yeah
1: I think it's really important what you said, like the red flags of looking at festivals is the website. There's so much information that you can gather from the website, even if you're first starting out and you're not you're not sure and you don't really have the network or resources of other comedians to like check in with. Read the read the website and mm-hmm. and see who's been in it. And have you seen any of these comics? If you're new and you are looking at the website and there are past comics that you've seen on, or that you don't know on the website, like find them on Instagram and send them a DM.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, just reach out and yeah. be like, hey,
1: I'm I'm new. I'm thinking of applying to this and you don't
0: know me. But comics love to talk about themselves. I mean, yes. look at us right now. Yeah. Like <laughs> comics will if you ask them, hey, what was your experience? They have they will have no problem telling you the truth because yeah. they have nothing to lose. No. Hmm.
1: Absolutely not. And if they're just spewing facts, yeah, I did one show. It was 5 minutes and there's two people in the audience. They're not talking shit. They're they're telling you facts. Right. Yeah. You know? So it's it's never like don't ever be afraid to just read the website and then reach out to comedians. You can use that in any part of the industry when it comes to festivals or agencies or shows or mm. whatever. You know, use resources cuz yeah, we love to talk and we love to talk about ourselves. And that's just the mm. truth. Yeah, we
2: do. <laughs> Um, And part of the the application process is the submission tape. Mm -hmm. Um, So first off, I want to ask you, have you been using just the same tape this whole time or are you like constantly updating it? uh,
0: I try to update it as much as possible. So when I first submitted, when I first submitted a tape to my first festival, I used a cell phone video that was oh. taken of me at a show I did at a Margaritaville in Orlando, oh my Florida. God. <laughs> and it was yes. a 5-minute guest set and I did really well. And it was a room of 200 old ass people. So it was I was killing it and it was really good and I got into the the Ladies Room Festival and then at the Ladies Room they had a brilliant videographer and I had a really good set. And so he filmed that was my first ever like 4K video of me wow. doing stand up. So then cool. because I did that festival, I got another 5 minute tape and then the background the stage says Broadway Comedy Club which is great, yeah. you know. So then I used that tape. Uh and then last year um I performed in Colorado and I had a really good set. Uh and so I started using that tape. So whenever I get a better tape, I try to use th- I try I try to Be as um, objective as possible. And I also I actually had this about a month ago. One of my friends um, who is in Atlanta, she's a brilliant comedian. She runs a comedy festival in Atlanta and she also runs her own like comedy production company and has a few shows. And I said to her, like, I'm using this tape. I don't know if I like it anymore. I can't tell if it's good enough because I'm getting rejected from a lot of festivals. So I sent her that tape and I sent her another tape that I was potentially using. And then another tape. And I was like, I don't know which one's better. I I can't tell. Like, because I watch my stand-up all the time. I'm like, I don't know. And so she came back with really good advice. She's like, don't do crowd work. Use this one because you have a bigger pop here. I like this one at the beginning. I like this one at the end. And, like, she was able to give me some advice. So... The short answer is yes. Constantly update your tape. Never submit something that's over a year old. Like b- bookers, if you're submitting something that's a year old, that's a booker's way of knowing that like you haven't improved in a year. Like, What yeah. have you done in a year? That's yeah. how, like, think about that. You're going
1: to, you're watching thousands of videos and you're seeing the same. You're seeing as someone put in a video, they send you an unlisted YouTube video link and it's from 2021. And you're like, What have you done in the past two years, my guy? What's going on? And I remember early on
2: when I was first applying, it was like, well, I just don't get put on good shows with good crowds. So like, I'm going to use this old video. It's like, okay, well, then that means I'm not a consistent comedian who can get that video each time or like, I'm not good enough to get booked on good shows. So it's like, I remember early on being so mad that I just used the same tape for (laughs) Like two years because yeah. I was like, it's the only good crowd I ever had. Like I was so mad, but I kept using it. I'm like looking back, I'm like, yeah, that's a giant red flag.
1: What I'm hearing a lot, Morgan, too, is that you are really utilizing your resources, like mm-hmm. as a comic who's coming in and putting, trying to put their name out there. You have never, from my perspective, you've never seemed afraid to reach out for help oh, and yeah. and to admit to yourself, like I don't understand this. I'm going to ask someone who I think would help me. And you're constantly getting new information. You are taking that information. You are deciding what's best for you and you are moving forward and getting better. And there are so many comedians who do not do that. And then they sit at home and they go, why am I not getting into this festival? I never get booked. It's the industry. It's not me. And it's like, I'm it's just yeah. really cool for you to have you sit here and tell us these things and prove to everyone that's listening and watching hopefully (laughs) Mm. that um it takes work and you have to admit when you do not understand something and then use your resources
0: well no one's like faulting you for that i think i think comedy is a really fun industry because so many of us come from different backgrounds i mean how many comedians do you know that like have a random day job that you're like wow i never would have pegged that on you but like people have you know, resources and understanding that you may not. So especially when it comes to festivals, like when I first went to my first one, I didn't know how to act. I didn't know what I needed to do. And then when I went to my second one, I felt so much more equipped because it was like, okay, no, I'm here. I want to introduce myself to industry. I'm going to go out with everyone. I'm going to get to know everyone. I'm going to ask them their advice. I'm going to, you know, and like, once you do that enough, I think people recognize that if you're hungry for it, they want to reward those people more. Because how many times have you met a comic that's really funny, but they're so fucking arrogant and you're like, oh, I don't want to work with you because you know how good you are, which is great. Be confident. But then they have no desire to get better or to even, you know what I mean? And they think they have all the answers. There's nothing worse than working with someone like that. So it's like. You'd rather work with someone who's maybe not as funny or still working on their craft, but they're constantly asking questions, taking notes, writing, going to things like that. And industry
1: notices that. And even if you aren't ready for that part of the industry yet, they will never forget that you ask them questions because people love to talk about themselves. It's the truth. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. you go to industry and you're like, Hey, you know, I love your, I've heard a lot of great things about your club. I would love, I'm, I'm really happy. I got on this festival and I got to talk to you. Um, You know, what, what are you looking for at your club? And you have them start talking about their club and the experience there in the audience. They will never forget that. Yeah. So even if they watch your set and they're like, Uh, she's not really ready yet or they're not really ready yet they're going to remember you and next year they're going to see you grow and then be like they were interested in my club and they got better I can see the work they put in
0: yeah and
1: I appreciate them showing interest I'm gonna give them a shot you never know and it's just being professional and yeah putting in the effort
2: yeah they're kind of investing in us like we're stocks and like they see a stock that's been the same price for 10 years or they see a stock that's jumping up, they're like, I want to be the first one to invest. Like yeah, exactly. I see Morgan's yeah. putting in the work. Like, I want her to headline my club. I want her to film my her special at my club. Like yeah. I'm gonna be the first one in because like yeah. they want to be the one to discover you. So as, yeah. if you show so your you interest don't get
1: something in the first festival that you do, it's not like game over. It's just you're planting seeds. Your whole and the whole job is just planting It's a constant yep. audition.
0: Also Uh, If you submit to enough festivals, um, festival producers talk to each other. I can't tell you how many times like I've had people be like, oh, I know you because you submitted and I reviewed the tapes. I know you didn't get in, but you're really funny. I hope you submit again, you know, or like even even like people who uh, are like adjacent to the festival, who they're friends with the producer or that you, you never know who's like looking at those tapes. So there could be people that really love your tape. And even though you didn't get into the festival, you still stick out in their mind. And they're like, oh, I want them to be here in the future. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And rejection also is literally never going to end. So get used to being rejected in comedy because <laughs> it's literally <laughs> never well, going to end.
1: That's a good That's a good piece of advice. Yeah. I'm not going to chug, chug, though. Chug, not- chug, chug. Just chug. do like one chug. big
0: chug. Come on, do something. Like yeah. perfect transition music to
1: you going. Nuh. That was
0: <laughs> gross.
1: It's gross, dude. It's not good wine. Ugh, Sorry if you gross. saw the label.
0: It's We're not honestly, sponsored by them. It's so. honestly,
1: it's honestly not that bad of wine. It's actually pretty smooth. Okay, <laughs> I'm just being dramatic. You guys, <laughs> I feel more sober now.
0: Good. So. <laughs>
2: Is, um, I'm better with a little alcohol in me. I really do get like. better.
1: I get better at beer pong, axe throwing, not stand up though. Ooh. No, I need to be sober for stand up. Um, love making.
0: All right, Ooh. let's move on. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Morgan's like I'm stuck I'm, in between I'm you guys, cornered
0: in this closet,
2: cornered in the closet.
0: <laughs> um.
1: Okay, Morgan, I am so curious. I feel like I mean I already know the answer kind of, but what is a fun uh, festival moment that you've had? Story with industry or like best friends or me? I'll give you whatever. two. <laughs> I'll give you two because
0: obviously you know the first one. So yeah, tell last me what, year when know. I met you and Sydney and Chelsea at Big Pine, uh, you guys took me to my first gay bar. After the, I think we did like a late show. Didn't we do a sh- We did a show, a really fun show at like PB Backyard or something really random. It was a backyard. I don't know. It was cool. And we no, went there. We went there.
1: I remember, it wasn't, it was, um. it was a night that we had, they did an industry night at a show at a, re- it was like a bar. Yeah. It was a bar and restaurant. And then next to it was like this kind of covered outdoor space. Yeah, it was space. really cool. And all four of us we're standing outside and we're like, are you guys like over talking to industry? <laughs> we yeah, of, we were, we
0: were so like, we, we had been so like kind of businessed out that day. Like it was a whole day of like networking and talking and performing. Yeah. And it was like, you know what? Let's go let loose a little bit. So yeah, we went to a gay bar um and uh god so much happened we took so many lemon drop shots i cannot take lemon drop shots anymore um and then i got rejected by a girl which was really fun and then chelsea met the love of her life or she didn't meet him they were already friends and they just you know decided to hanky panky and then i
1: was drunk and talking to them and i was like oh my gosh have you guys like kissed and hooked up and they're like no we're just friends and i was like oh
0: You guys kind of seem like you're in love. Now they're like in love. (laughs) Amazing. And then uh, you got your fupa smacked (laughs) by a masculine Les, which was great because I felt like that really set the tone for our friendship. It was so fun. But I think that was a really fun moment because like that was my first time meeting you guys. Like I'd only known you a few days and it made me feel so much more at ease in the festival because I was like, okay, these girls are my friends. Like these people are my friends. It's not like. You know we're all comics secretly competing with one another it was like no this is like friend time um and then honestly i think another really fun moment for me um was mm, maybe uh when i was at this past festival the riot comedy festival in houston i got to go to brunch with uh one of the headliners of the festival and then two other comics that were in the festival And they were all from different places. They were or actually, no, they were all from L.A., but they were all talking about like touring different places. And I honestly I did exactly what you said is I just asked them a million questions and it was my idea to go to brunch. I kind of like I was like, hey, you know what? I really like I want to, you know, ask you guys some questions. Like, can I take you to brunch? Like, can we go do this? And they were super fine. And uh, yeah, we went to go eat and just like talked about comedy and about um, touring and. I got to know a little bit more about like their stomping grounds. And I think that to me made the festival worth it because I was like, okay, I got out of my comfort zone and I asked them to go like hang out with me and it didn't feel awkward. That's so cool.
1: I, yeah, I was going to say I love I love that. And that's just a really good way to always a- approach comedy. You see a headliner or you see someone in the industry doing something that you want to do. And you want to get information from them Mm -hmm. because you want to learn. You want to grow. You want to grind. What about not only do people love talking about themselves, they love to eat. Yeah. You know, hey, can I take you out for coffee? Hey, can I can I buy you lunch? I'd love to pick your brain about X, Y, Z because I want to grow and I want to learn. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time people are going to say, yes, yeah, I'd love to eat food and talk about myself. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it's so smart. You're so smart. Oh, my God.
1: No, <laughs> no that those are both really good experiences because one is just like fun. I'm I'm very happy that that night happened as well in San Diego. I feel like it totally bonded us. Mm-hmm. And I feel um, the same way that it, it like because Chelsea, Sydney and I were all friends before that that festival so bringing you into it was really nice to show you like hey there's
0: women in comedy that are like not competing and we all lift right. each other up
1: and it's really fun and oh, you wait, can out. I out. add
0: another moment yes please so last year um i did this comedy festival and um at the at like the very end of it i was carpooling with one of the um other comedians in the festival and Uh, she was driving really fast and laundry detergent spilled all over the back of her car. (laughs) And she goes, Does it smell really good in here all of a sudden? (laughs) That comedian was Aurora Singh, everyone. Oh my God. I remember.
2: I I remember when you pulled up and it was just dripping out the back.
0: Uncapped laundry detergent in the back of her car. And she's like, Oh, this is heavy. It won't spill over. Aurora drives like paul walker like she literally drives like a bat out of hell so we pull up to the comedy club and she has to rinse her entire back mat of her car in front of the comedy club with like pitchers of water and we're asking the bar staff for towels the owner of the club is looking at me like just shaking her head like are you
1: serious aurora like this is my club and i'm like i'm so sorry i was like,
0: I even remember
2: telling you like we gotta put like saran wrap or something over this. Like Uh, it can't just be uncapped. You're like, No, it's fine. I was like, No, it's not
0: asking why she brought it to the comedy club, it was because there was a lip sync battle and Drew decided to do Britney Spears' toxic. toxic. And he needed laundry detergent because laundry detergent is toxic. Yep.
2: I was pretending to be laundry and the toxic. I was going to do Tide Pods, but I didn't want to have to go buy Tide Pods. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, let's just use Tide and then pretend to pour it on myself. And then, yeah, Aurora actually poured it everywhere. So. It's
1: so fun. Festivals are so fun. Yeah. Fun. And it's like, it like is a summer camp. Like, you, you literally get to go hang out yeah. with a bunch of like-minded people. Well, well, i mean mostly like-minded people who are working hard and then we just have fun on the yeah. o- on the off time like yeah. the stage is the reward it's the best part of the festival we get to perform and make people laugh mm-hmm. but then afterwards yes we get to make all these fun memories or you get resources like you you know talking to a headliner and putting yourself out there and saying yeah. can i take you to lunch i want to talk to you yeah. you know yep. oh it's so fun i'm 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 so happy that you were on to talk to us about festivals because I don't know anybody else who is taking advantage of, of festivals like you have. I oh, didn't. Thanks. I haven't. I didn't do it in the beginning. I just applied willy nilly to everything. I was like, I'm gonna get into JFL. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh. Ooh. And then when going to festivals, I didn't. Um. I mean, I obviously did something right because I'm like, pro- I've obviously progressed in my career, but I don't think I was as focused and streamlined as you have been. And I really admire that. And I think our listeners need to hear that, that you don't need to be in stand up for 10 years to start taking advantage of festivals. You can be, not that you're like a year in, obviously, but like you can be a little bit newer to festivals, treat this shit like a business and go. Yeah. Yeah. Killing it, Morgan. Thanks. Yeah. Sips her wine. Then,
2: uh, shit. And,
1: uh, shit. <laughs> You're such a
2: pussy. Used to be fun. I
1: know, I did. You used to be fun. This is not the hole in San Diego. We <laughs> we mm. pace here.
2: <laughs> Alright, so now it's, All time. Right, it's time for oh my it's God, time Laura. for a game. I
1: think I'm starting to feel the wine a little.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so.
1: Um, okay. It's this time for our like-
2: favorite game pocketed punchlines punch punchlines punch punch. punchlines
1: punch lines. it's pocketed punchlines it's, punch lines, lines. it's pocketed punchlines punch it's pocketed punchlines yeah, yeah. Oh, my
0: microphone is falling oh shit oh no
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I can hold it I can Just hold it I'll
1: hold it it's pocketed, punches, pocketed punches. and the microphone is falling and let's get the props into are falling it. apart
2: uh so something we think is hilarious is how many notes comedians have in their phones yeah, dude, with jokes that maybe never came to life and yeah. just s- silly ideas that we just wonder with every comedian we have on the podcast, what is a note in your n- notes that you want to share with us? And maybe uh, even... want to
0: share? Ugh.
2: Well, or if you don't want to share, wanna share it. I think that uh, makes it better. Even yeah. better, yeah. Anything
1: yeah. that you didn't finish, maybe we can
0: help you finish it. Or if you want to go to and be mm-hmm. like, what was I thinking? Um. Okay, so this is stamped September 30th, 2020. That's exactly oh, wow. what I do. I read the date and time. Okay. Okay, so this says... <laughs> <laughs> it, says, oh God, I'm it so... says i'm italian by ejaculation you know how in dogs when they have sex they absorb some of the genes of the other breed for a couple cycles that's how i'm italian Kayla, <laughs> can i explain this <laughs>
1: please. please yeah no no just leave it there <laughs> yes, you know
0: what thank you so much thank for you. listening is and watching. Today. This is verbatim what i heard a woman say in a bar Oh, oh, so no. this wasn't your thought. This was you heard yeah, a woman saying it this in the bar. And I wrote it down because I was like, that is the most insane thing that I've <laughs> ever like. Because I was on stage at an open mic and I said something about being Italian. And then she comes up to me and she goes, you know, I'm Italian by ejaculation. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, my husband's Italian and he gave me his children. So I absorbed some of the DNA, you know? And I was like, I don't think how that's work. And she's like, No, you know how like when dogs have they have sex and then they absorb. And I'm like, What are you talking about, Dolores? <laughs> Dolores. This was Florida,
2: obviously.
0: Um, right? Yeah, this was Florida. Um, this was another line that I wrote. Okay. Florida is the only state where you can pass someone on the highway, see an old man with an oxygen tank is driving the car and not think you're in an episode of The Walking Dead. <laughs> 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 and then this last one says, I saw a meme the other day that said men aren't trash. Your taste in men is trash. I'm no raccoon, but let me say dating in this generation's like dumpster diving.
2: That's Damn. good. That one. Are you gonna bring that one back? Maybe Have I you? will.
1: I don't know. I like the dumpster diving. Yeah, I like the dumpster diving. The I need to. I need some clarification on the ejaculation <laughs> bit. <laughs> I need I honestly, some more explanation on I've it.
0: Never. I've I've talked about it on at an open mic, but more of like a hey guys, you want to hear something insane that I heard? And I never. I've never flushed it out because I just think it's so absurd. Like it just. It doesn't even. I don't even want to talk about it because it makes me cringe. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this lady was being so dead serious with me. And like she was a little tipsy, but she wasn't like horribly drunk. You know what I mean? She was like me right now. Yeah. She was like level one Aurora. And like <laughs> she she literally was like, yeah, my husband came inside of me and he's Italian. So I must have a little bit of Italian in me. I'm uh, like, bitch. Sperm is organic. It breaks down. It's that's... not like you shoved styrofoam in your pussy and it's just sitting there until the end of days. You know what I mean? Like, you can't absorb that.
2: I used to think it went reverse back up the body. Like, if, what do
0: you mean? Like, what do you mean? If,
2: if it if
1: explain uh, women's anatomy to me. I thought
2: if sperm went into a woman, it swam all the way up, like through her body into her stomach.
0: Oh, you thought it was like all connected through. I her thought canal it was all connected. Can yeah. You imagine if our stomachs were connected to our uteruses. <laughs> i would vomit i would have like, vomited so much more i didn't know in my there were college days
2: i didn't know like there was a difference between the p hole and the
1: v hole like to be fair i didn't either until like my fr- my sophomore year of college okay so yeah i was <laughs> you're such a liar i'm not a liar She's and not. also i was a uh science major and i was pre-med yeah all right um, but anyways, she could have I operated think, on you. I do. I do think that. Uh, um. So that is a story that you can use later, maybe in a different joke as mm-hmm. a as a re- to point out the ridiculousness of something else in the future.
0: It's like it's a very like, it like it's a very anecdotal type of like line. It's it's not really a joke in and of itself. It's more of like if I'm doing a bit about like how stupid people are mm. or how stupid Floridians are. Sorry, it's true. Like, that's what I would bring up. I'd be like, Floridians are so stupid that this is a verbatim conversation I had in a bar. And then I would talk about that.
1: Yeah, that's what I think. Because I think it's very funny. I think it's a funny story, but it can't be, it can't stand alone. Yeah. yeah. It would just seem out of context. Right. It would. The, the dating, the trash dating, though.
2: That's like the start of a long I bit, did I have, think. So
0: I used to have a bit where I talked about how, like... I love dating in Florida because it's just so adventurous. You know what I mean? It's like so exciting. It's like it's like picking through the trash. It's you never know what you're going to find. And I stopped doing it because, uh, well, I met my boyfriend, so I don't do a lot of my jokes now about being single. Nick, and dating. I can't wait to meet you. Know, Nick oh isn't God. trash.
2: That's what he's I'm hearing. He's not trash. not trash. He's like
0: compost. You know what Aww, I mean? He's, like good shit. he's saving the planet. Yeah. I chop him up and I put him in my garden whenever Aww. I can. Um, But uh, yeah, those are my... Should I do more? Do you want me to do more? What's the game? (laughs) I don't know am I supposed to just make an ass of myself no I mean
1: if you find another one that you really want to share I'm open to one more I have
0: so Mm. many stupid ones in here because a lot of them are you know how you just like write stuff down yeah
1: you just write premises let's do one more yeah let's do one Uh, more I like them I because I but I do want you to maybe bring the trash part in the dumpster Mm. diving because I feel like you're writing more about dating um, before Nick and I and I think that would be either a good tag or good like uh, add on expansion of what you're already yeah. talking about
2: me I'm sort of like I just want to see how the the idiots on TikTok react to it like oh, I'm not oh, trash my, I'm going to say women aren't funny I'm not trash you're calling me trash I'm not it's like dude you're trash if
0: you identified <laughs> with me calling you trash then you are trash exactly Sorry, Tanner okay. yep. <laughs> this is another this is another note I wrote from December 5th 2020 why do restaurants advertise with the animals that you eat at the restaurant like Mister and Missus Crab are advertising to eat them. Like, what if Tony the Tiger was advertising Tiger Bites instead of Frosted Flakes? Like, they're great, but I miss my kids. <laughs> I love that. I think that's I like a it. really good bit to do if you're starting if you're starting to write more
1: clean. Yeah, that's so cute, and it that would translate to so many different
0: audiences. But isn't it weird? Like, I, I always thought it was weird that like. Like you know how like the cows at Chick-fil-A are always like, eat more chicken so that you don't eat them.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Like I think that that's such sense. a fucking weird thing to do. Or do you like Do you think it's weird though? I think yeah. it's smart. I think it's smart. Oh, it's super smart.
1: I think it's smart that they have cows being but like it's so don't... uncomfortable.
0: Or like, do you ever like you go to a chicken restaurant and everything is like themed like a chicken and everything looks like a chicken and it's like, I know what chicken look like. I don't want to see their face yeah. before I eat a chicken nugget. Like, like I don't wanna see your cute little yeah. fucking gobbly beak like the whole I point. i shove you in my mouth.
2: <laughs> it's like, here's our mascot that you uh, are here because you love them. Now, eat what they actually are. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's very
1: weird. I think, expand on it. I think these are good, uh, expansion, expansion jokes. I think they're good. I think you should bring them yeah. back. Absolutely, bring, them back bring them, bring back. them back. bring them back. Uh, uh, what? um. Is that it? That's it. Yeah. We finished pocketed and punchlines.
2: Let's wrap this baby up just like a festival. We've had some fun. We've had some laughs. (laughs) We are going to continue to know each other and be friends and network because this is like a festival. Um, That's been this episode of the Love and Comedy podcast. Festival themed, festival themed with yeah.
0: Morgan Gallo. What? Thank you guys for having me. Oh my gosh! Yeah,
2: thanks for being here. I'm
1: obsessed with you being here. I want. <laughs> oh I wish. That, I wish that you lived in Sacramento. I'm so happy that you moved to Denver because now you're closer. Yeah, girl. And we can like yeah, do direct res- flight. Maybe we can even do flights and and just like hang out. Yeah. Would not that be weird?
2: You you put her oh. on the spot there. No, I mean <laughs> no, no, I okay. mean
1: to like to like not yeah. do comedy. Like I yeah, don't yeah, even yeah. just, just like hang out. Fun. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. It would
1: be it would be super fun, but it would also be like a commitment, you know. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe, share, follow, comment, and thumbs up the episode. And if you can rate the podcast on whatever you're listening to, please do that. It helps us out a lot. Um we release episodes every thursday so uh you know follow us on all the socials the love and comedy podcast for up updates on all that good stuff i'm doing a really good job right now you're
2: crushing
1: it i um i've been aurora singh follow me on all the socials aurora singh comedy um and oh wait morgan
2: yeah (laughs) yeah don't (laughs) worry i was ready i was ready i was like (laughs) (laughs) We need to make sure people know where they can find you, Morgan. My
0: name is Morgan Gallo. Uh, You can find me at Morgan Gallo Comedy on all social media platforms. Also, follow my podcast, Let's Fight About It Pod. I'm hopefully going to get Drew and Aurora on sometime soon. Um, So I'm really excited to... Be here and uh yeah, morkengallocomedy.com. I'll be on tour this fall. I'll be doing some cool tapings this year, so I'm really excited. Yeah,
1: can awesome. you tell us the tapings that or is it is it NDA? Can you not? Uh
0: no, I yeah, I can tell you the first one. Um I'm doing a taping with OnlyFans uh in a few weeks. Ooh. I'm doing an episode of their LMAOF. Uh so it's going to be really fun. It's going to be on OFTV. They are amazing. They're putting more stand-up on their platform. So I'll be a part of the Denver episode of LMAOF on OFTV. That's so cool.
1: It's so cool. Can't wait. Check her out, please. I mean, she's the best. Yeah.
2: And then I've been your other host, Drew Schaefer, at Drew Schaefer Comedy on all the socials. And that's been our show. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for being here, Morgan. And we'll see you guys next time.